fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Are you ready to take this hoe train into the woods? I suppose we have to. Let's try and bring this in in under two hours since the movie's only 81 minutes long. (laughs) Unlikely. Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood, and this is our third week of Halloween for what fucking year is it? 2022. Good God. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) Strong start. Yeah. We're going to tackle a movie that we probably should have tackled years ago, but who fucking cares? Because we're doing it now. The Evil Dead, not Evil Dead. I realized the difference of titles between the remake and the original is a the at the beginning. The one from 1981, the Sam Raimi one, which we're talking about, is called The Evil Dead, and the one from 2013 is just Evil Dead. I constantly get them mixed up. Like, if I'm searching for them, I'm like, okay, which was which? All right, I think the original was just Evil Dead. Nope. Just type in Evil Dead 81, and you'll you'll get there. I always make it there eventually, but... Uh... Yeah, I I can never get it right on the first try. It's like a USB, you know, it's like whichever side I try is going to be the wrong one the first time. Well, you flip it over like six times and eventually you might get it right. I can narrow it down pretty quickly, but uh, I'm just always wrong out the gate, it seems. I don't want to be the guy who's just like, people just don't get it. But I, I this is another one where people just don't get it. I actively... I actively searched out the one star reviews, of course, but it's really just a bunch of people going like, this is gross. Did they make this with like no budget? Is this their first time? Like, why is it like this? I'm like, because because they didn't have a budget and it was there for actually had a pretty substantial budget for what it was, but that's only because they worked really fucking hard at it. And I'm like, yeah, it was his first time. And none of these people were actual actors that had acted in much aside from the movies that this dude made. Like what, what more do you want here? Yeah. I mean, this was, this was every, everybody's first thing out the gate you know like they all learned on this movie and yes i know i 100 understand yes evil dead 2 is a superior movie but that's kind of what happens when you have more practice more money more time you get better at things and then you make evil dead 2 definitely the superior movie <laughs> have you heard about like the supercut of these movies i've heard it hypothesize i've n- never confirmed whether or not anybody actually did it they should. I think it would work pretty well. It would be pretty awesome. I kind of want to. I kind of want to watch the six-hour version of Evil Dead. I was actually thinking about that today while I'm watching it, and it wouldn't be as simple as simply splicing them together because in order for the story to make sense, you have to change the ending of this one to dovetail properly with the beginning of Evil Dead 2. The idea is that they're going to cut out the first bit of Evil Dead 2 with with what well, that's basically the remake where they'll start yeah. Evil Dead 2 where he like pops up out of the puddle after getting possessed by the force thing. I know that that's where the ideal splice would be, but at the same time you got to remember they destroy the Necronomicon at the end of Evil Dead 1. So you have to edit yeah. that part out somehow. And still make it work. You know what? You just destroyed the whole thing. Never mind. It's never going to work. Never going to work. Abandon that fucking idea. Fuck all you people. It's never going to work. <laughs> you were hard to convince. I'm going to read through this fucking review thing that I screenshotted. So it starts in one of the air quotes. I keep on doing that air quotes thing. It's not air quotes. It's actual quotes because it's written down. What the fuck? <laughs> in one of the But it's s- condescending quotes, isn't it? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. In one of the, quote, scary moments of the film, my son said, these people are dumb. They're retarded. The same might be said for anyone who actually believes this cinematic garbage is... Another quote, essential viewing for a movie buff. Parentheses. This is what this is what made me laugh, because I'm like, okay, the people watching this movie are not like if if we know anything about movies, we're not like equating it's not the greatest movie because it's fucking rocky. It's a great movie because it's fucking the evil dead, right? But he's right. like for essential viewing, try the Maltese Falcon or Amelie or a film by Fellini or Bergman. <laughs> if you want essential viewing, but not this sad waste of film. <laughs> <laughs> One final note. The fact that so many folks on IMDb rated this film 10 stars should be a red flag. This guy's a douche. Parentheses. Suspicious sign for those of you who have never heard the expression. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what a condescending prick. Evidently, the average reviewer on this site is 1. Uneducated. 2. Unsophisticated. 3. Under the age of 16. 4. Never seen a truly great film. Or 5. Is a shill for the movie industry. I mean... 10 stars should be reserved for a film in the top 100 greatest movies, not this sad little excuse for a story. <laughs> this is the guy who goes on a date with a filmmaker, a professional. Th he could go on a date with Catherine Bigelow and he'd be <laughs> like, let me tell you what's really going on with movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, that was that was a journey I just went on with that. Oh my. Wow, what a tool. I found one that like clearly these people don't realize <laughs> what zone they're in. I mean, that guy was definitely one of them too, but then there's this guy he's, he's like uh I know this is an old movie, but come on, this is horrible. I just can't understand how people consider the this a classic. It's total nonsense to me. I thought Killer Clowns from Outer Space was bad, but this one takes the cake. Okay, if you thought Killer <laughs> Clowns from Outer Space was bad, and that isn't why you enjoyed it, these movies are not for you. Just <laughs> abandon this genre entirely, man. But yeah, they, they'd rather just uh, be fucking dicks about it. I don't know. It's uh... <laughs> like, like you got to go on. You got to go online and angrily write <laughs> about why this is. This should have been Citizen Kane. God damn it. It's the evil dead. The <laughs> evil dead. You were not going to get Godard from this movie with that title. A lot of these reviews come from 20 some years ago, but this guy disagrees with Stephen King and he's like Stephen King really liked this movie but i fucking didn't like it my sister her boyfriend and i saw this movie only a week ago on our vacation we were so disappointed halfway through we ended up fast forwarding the rest of the movie till the end and that was only because i insisted i hate not finishing a movie okay sure <sighs> all right you can't say you finished a movie if you fast forwarded to the end you have to let it unfold at its own speed this movie made me wish i were dead hey that one was from 2019 though oh here's a 2021 not worth the time i am writing this review on the 20th of september 2020 i watched it today for the first time because i believed on the rating of this movie in this trusted platform frankly this movie does not qualify as a good movie in any of the aspects screenplay acting horror thrilling suspense all one out of ten if you want to watch anything similar to this but better than this go for the wrong turn series would there even be a wrong turn series if it wasn't for evil dead i'm gonna go ahead and say no yeah i feel like evil dead paved the way for all the great horror that would come after it well maybe not all of it well, but certainly a huge chunk of it maybe let's say um the hills have eyes probably had a lot to do with wrong turn also absolutely yeah 
That's fair. And Texas Chainsaw, you know. But that, and that, those are all part of the same thing. It's it's a similar era. Like, you know, uh, what? The Hills Have Eyes came out in like 74, but still. Yeah. Uh, Texas Chainsaw came out in 74, too. Or maybe, that well, was... it was made in 74. And then uh, Evil <laughs> Dead came out in 80, 81? Oh, yeah, 81. Evil Dead came out in 81. So, you know, I mean, it's all within, uh, you know, seven years. I will say that the first, like, couple minutes until they get to that path leading to the cabin, I'm like, wow, these people are annoying, and they wish they, I wish they'd all shut up. When I was watching it this time, I was really, really taken by what a huge asshole Scotty is. Oh, my God, he's such a fucking prick the whole time, too. He does, he never opens his mouth, and I'm like, oh, he could be a nice guy. Nope. <laughs> The second he Not opens his mouth, he's a prick. Once. Yeah, I'm glad Scotty's dead, quite <laughs> frankly, by the end of this. Uh, yeah, so aside from like some foggy shots of a creepy swamp, we meet our characters, you know, driving down the highway. They're going to the cabin because this is all you need. This is this is a horror setup right here. And I love this setup. It's so simple. Some friends going up to some secluded place to just hang out and fuck and get drunk or whatever. And then bad shit happens. It's really, really bare bones, but... That was the thing that people need people watching it for the first time now need to keep in mind is that this was meant to play in drive-ins. You know, this was meant to play to teenagers who were there for gore and horror and probably some boobs. And that's that's really it. Like that's all it needed to have. Like it needed to have scares, blood, and boobs. There was one review that I read that said, "There's no boobs in this movie, and it's it's rated There's totally. It's boobs rated R, so there should have been more boobs." I'm like, first of all, chill the fuck out, dude. Holy cow! If you need <laughs> if you need boobs that bad, go to Pornhub. Yeah, but, seriously. <laughs> like, like, damn. There are two very prominent boob shots in this movie. Yes, I wouldn't say very prominent, I guess, but they are there. No, they're they're pretty. You know, they're. Boobs are front and center, you know. I well, I'm. I guess the first one's kind of a side boob, but it's really framed up. Like you're looking at a boob. Two boobs. I think. I think you actually get both of them in that shot. In that first one, I don't yeah. think in the first one. Yeah, it's it's a it's Shelly. She takes off her shirt. In, yeah. In the window. Yeah, you see them both. I think. I don't remember. You for see. Sure. You see at least three boobs in this movie. So apparently the steering in Ash's car doesn't work, but that okay, that's according to Scott. I'm pretty sure the forest is already fucking with them before they even get into it. Really. Yeah, well, the evil is alive. You know, the evil is in the forests and dark powers of man's domain at this point because the professor who made the recording, we don't have a name for him yet, I don't think. Did he give us a name on that tape? I don't remember. He didn't. I don't remember. I know his name is Professor Nobi, but that... Yeah, but I know that from Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I know it from Evil Dead 2 and the game and... You know, fistful of fucking boomstick. Not Hail to the King. That game's boring and not good. (laughs) Anyway, the professor has already read from the... Well, it's not called the Necronomicon in this movie, but he's already read from it and invited the spirits into the into the world. So they're there. And that's what we're seeing in the beginning when when the force starts moving through the swamp and, you know, like it's it's weak. It hasn't been invited in by them specifically, so it can only create a little chaos and it fucks with the steering in Ash's car because Ash's car is not a great car. It's kind of a piece of shit. And he just had it. He just had it fixed last week. And then, no, he just took it in for a tune up yesterday. Oh, yesterday. And then Scott's like, yes. well, you got to take it back because the damn thing don't work. The only thing that works on here is the fucking horn. And then he honks the horn. And then Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert are standing on the on the side of the street and they wave at him. <laughs> that's, that's not who they're, <laughs> they're supposed to be. They're fishermen. <laughs> yeah, they're dressed as a couple of fishermen. And he's like, ah, go to hell. I wasn't honking to you. I'm like, geez, dude, just wave. Just 
give your give them a break, man. Holy cow. Yeah, Scott, like what the fuck, man? Dial it back. He's a macho but late 70s early 80s guy. Then he wouldn't be Scott if if he weren't a dick. <laughs> so they get to a bridge, it's scary and it's falling apart and they almost die. Bruce Campbell kind of mugs for the camera when he opens the door and like peeks out after the fucking after the wheel gets stuck for a second. Yeah, I was actually watching those shots very closely and thinking about the making of Evil Dead and uh that would have been a little bit scary. I mean, there's a shot where they have these what look like support rods or something on the bridge that just fall out, fall off towards the camera. I'm assuming they made them out of styrofoam or something like that. But as low budget as this movie is, I can't say that for sure. Yeah, who knows? And Sam was probably just like dropping it on people's heads. He doesn't give a shit. I know Sam gave a shit about the camera. <laughs> that's true like he, that's true he wanted to protect the camera and the camera is aiming straight up at these motherfuckers and then of course the wheel comes through those two boards that it breaks through and i just like oh mm, yeah i would definitely have worried being under that bridge with that camera and then this is where the movie starts like looking like a horror movie really they get off the bridge nothing really happens with the bridge yet uh but the bridge is set up for later it's kind of it's 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 pretty important so they're at the path now and this is where it starts to look like evil dead everything gets fucking weird sounding the music kicks in up until then it's just it's just been them just being like yeah Uh, especially especially uh linda she is so like she's playing up this weird sweet american girl thing with her high-pitched voice and her funny little minnesota michigany accent kind of thing yeah i can kind of do without linda in this one (laughs) this is easily the most annoying linda of the three she's like cute and everything but yeah she's a little much nothing against her personally or anything but like just the way she's playing it i'm like okay could you fucking dial that back seriously and I'm actually but, surprised you know, about who I felt was the best actor. Uh, the chick, the lady who plays Cheryl. Cheryl. Oh, yeah, Killing absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Cheryl's great in this. Like Bruce she, eventually kind of perks up and starts acting kind of well when he's all by himself and like freaking out because that's kind of what he does best. Yeah, I remember I wasn't terribly engaged by her the first time I watched it. But the more I watch it, the more I see that she's she's doing the most uh heavy lifting with the acting of anybody oh man yeah she has to go all over the place you feel bad for her oh yeah yeah she's the one character like i said i'm glad scott's dead her (laughs) i feel really bad about i'm like cheryl got fucked over in this movie like she got messed up and of the group she is clearly the sweetest one like she she's she's like so friendly and vulnerable and like she's such a She's such a natural victim in this movie, which I know is deliberate, you know, like that's that's the way she was scripted and that's the way she was acting, you know, like she was she really was playing up the victim thing. But it's like it really got under my skin this time. I'm like, (laughs) I felt bad about it by the end. I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry, Cheryl. Oh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll tell you what happens to her in a little bit here. It's rough, actually. It's, it's not easy to watch. So they pull up to this cabin, and it's it's already creepy. It's in the middle of nowhere in fucking Michigan. Oh, yeah, this cabin 
like they just found this cabin and it is absolutely perfect it doesn't exist anymore for no. anybody who's wondering it burned down or something so the 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 cabin that they had in the second one was built from scratch it was technically a set which allowed them to do all sorts of weird shit that they couldn't do with this one but it is very clearly modeled on this cabin oh not, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's not one-to-one but they basically took everything that this cabin had naturally and just dialed it up for the sequel so there's this bench right on the thing and it is just just like swinging back and forth and bumping into the cabin. Yeah, it, pretty loud too, actually. It's like bang, bang, bang. Just swinging in the wind and slamming into the cabin. Yeah, swinging and I'm, in the wind and slamming into the cabin. And if I'm Scott, I'm not going up to that door by myself. That's fucking scary. No. I don't even believe in that shit, but I'm just like, um, something weird's happening. Hey, uh, Ash, you want to fucking come with me up here, man? If something jumps out, I want to make sure that we can fight it off. Except Scott would be like, hey, Linda, you want to come up here so I can throw you in front of whatever's fucking going to come after me? <laughs> yeah, that that's a little more playing to Scott's character. The, the the keys to the cabin are on the on like the, the sill, the doorway thing, and he grabs it and just the bench stops, just stops dead, stops moving completely, and he's like, it's uh, it's supposed to be one of these keys on here. Even jaded-ass Scott is a little bit creeped out already. This just establishes this weird, creepy tone, this whole sequence. They get in the cabin and stuff, and everybody else is unloading the car, but Scott's just kind of walking around the grounds, looking through the cabin, goes into the shed. Uh, that shed yeah. is creepy as hell. That that did look like some Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit. I'm pretty sure that shed is mostly as they found it. Like, they brought in the chainsaw, <laughs> but aside from that, I think... I think that shit was was kind of au naturel. That's unnerving a little bit. <laughs> With all the animal parts all over the place and shit, yeah. Were there, like, squash plants hanging from the basement, like potatoes and shit? Gourds. Gourds, thank you. Yes, there were gourds hanging okay. in the basement. I never noticed that before, and I'm like, wait, I am seeing that, right? Because in the remake, it's like dead cats. No, it's gourds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then everybody's getting settled in. Cheryl is kind of hanging out by herself. That That's her thing. She is the fifth wheel here, because you have Linda and Ash, who are a couple, and Shelly and Scott, who are a couple. Which, of course, only makes me feel sorry for her, like, immediately. She definitely, like, they invited her last minute because they felt guilty that she was going to be alone that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and uh yeah she definitely shows as the outsider so oh, yeah just one more reason i'm my sympathies are already with cheryl this movie is way fucking scarier than i remember it being also it's actually not as scary for me now at this point because that first time i watched it i was still kind of a junior you know uh horror enthusiast i had watched i had watched plenty of horror at that point but i had watched it in a, over a very short amount of time and so, you know, like I hadn't gotten all jaded to horror yet. And this is pre-Saw, you know, so like things like torture porn and stuff like that was still way outside the norm. I hadn't watched almost anything that was near as extreme as this. Your little your little Christian mind got blown a little bit, huh? Yeah, the I think the most extreme thing I had watched up to that point was probably Hellraiser. You know, and Hellraiser is, you know, admittedly fairly gnarly, but uh, like most of most of the stuff I watched was like slashers, you know, like like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, stuff like that. So it's not terribly extreme material. And then I popped this baby in. And granted, I had seen The Evil Dead 2 already, so I had some idea what to expect. But that movie's way funnier than this. This movie is played far more straight 
uh yeah that and this scene is probably one of the scariest in the whole fucking movie right here where she's just kind of sitting by herself she's sketching i think she's like drawing the clocks and shit and they're ticking and chiming and all of a sudden it just freezes and it's dead fucking silent and it's really weird and unnerving because there was all this all this commotion with the clocks and stuff and the wind starts blowing and we hear a voice that says join us join us and then it's almost like it possesses her hand and it makes her like scratch the paper that she was drawing on like real hard and it's in the shape of a book and it's got a little face it's weird i believe that falls under the heading of what is known as automatic writing which is uh conceptually anyway it's where the person is possessed by a spirit that makes them write or draw things and then along with that fucking that crazy scratchy drawing she did the cellar door starts banging around nothing's in there as far as we know then that scene's over and it's dinner time and then ash is a fucking dweeb uh he is not the cool ash that you know from evil dead 2 and army of darkness he's not a sarcastic asshole yet he's just a dorky college guy yes he's very awkward and hasn't quite figured out how to be so smooth as he has in the sequels he tries to make a toast and he says some words and then they're like what does that mean and then scott is also a fucking he's a frat boy i hate him so much and he's like they're like what does that mean he means and he says it means party down get the fuck out of here i hate him and then the fucking cellar door blows open yeah and it's thrown open by nothing yep and they're all like uh what the fuck and then they all stand over it and this is where scott goes out of his way to be a dick because cheryl's like well maybe it's a maybe it's an animal or something and he's like an animal and he's not a very good actor either (laughs) he's like an animal an animal (laughs) that's the stupidest thing i ever heard of an animal jesus christ oh my god i'm like come on man don't dial it back just a tiny bit and then linda chimes in with well I mean, it probably is. And he's just like immediately changes tech. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. That's because she's his best friend's girlfriend and not his best friend's sister. Exactly. Like (laughs) he has that relationship with Cheryl where he's just like really shitty to her because he's already connected with Ash. And so like they probably grew up together. That would be my guess. And you kind of develop an antagonistic relationship with your best friend's sister if it's, you know, the 70s or whenever they were growing up probably the 60s now that i think about it because i know in the 80s i sure did (laughs) i had an antagonistic relationship with my best friend's sister for no fucking reason by the way because you wanted to fuck her she wouldn't fuck you (laughs) like looking back on it like she wasn't a dick you know or anything like that i mean she could be when we were real little but then i could too you know so like (laughs) like when we were by the time we were teenagers everybody was fine but i always just felt like there was this antagonism between us uh yeah i'm, I'm assuming no fucking sense i know i made i made the joke that you couldn't fuck her but you wanted to and that's why that's why you were always so mean to her i'm guessing <laughs> i there, there there's there's history there scott tried something and she did she uh fucking rejected him so that's why he's such a dick to her all the time oh shit you are probably right yeah that actually makes a lot of sense because he is especially shitty to her uh he does say that he's gonna beat the shit out of Shelly later. I know it was said jokingly, but I believe that he is at least, he's hit her once. <laughs> at least yeah, once. probably. So he he goes down into the cellar. He's like, all right, you cowards, I'll go fucking down there. And then it's a horror movie. You know what's going to happen. He goes, he goes quiet. Then all the other girls are like, Ash, get your fucking ass down there. Go see what's wrong with him. What's going on? So he goes down there. After a long silence and some leaky pipes, Ash hears a noise behind a door because this fucking cellar is enormous. It's like a fucking 
bomb shelter or something. It clearly goes underneath the entire house. Uh, yeah, yeah. He opens it. He goes in. And of course, Scott jump scares him real quick. And, and thinks it's hilarious, as uh, guys like Scott always yes. do. God, I used to have some friends like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't miss that in the least. You know what? I'm kind of a dick. I like jump scaring people. It's kind of fun. I wouldn't mind it if it was an occasional thing, you know? Once in a while as a goof, you do it. But there are people, and Scott is clearly one of them, who literally (laughs) cannot pass up an opportunity. So here's something funny. Down in the basement, we mentioned the Hills Have Eyes earlier when we were talking about that wrong turn review where the guy's like, wrong turn is better. So there's a Hills Have Eyes poster in the cellar, and it's all ripped up and shit. In the Hills Have Eyes, there was a Jaws poster that was all ripped up, and... It was Wes Craven basically going to Spielberg saying like, hey, that Jaws shit, that's pop horror. You know what? You know what's real horror? My fucking movie. So fuck you. And then Sam Raimi threw a little shade in Wes Craven's direction saying, no, your shit's pop horror. This is real horror. Is that confirmed? Yeah. Yeah. Sam Raimi said it. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) And then they, you know, Scott and Ash find a bunch of shit down there. There's a gun. There's the dagger. And of course, and the recorder, the recorder, of course. And of course, the book, the gross, the really cheap looking Necronomicon book, even though, yeah, it's not called the Necronomicon in this movie. This one is definitely the grossest looking of all the Necronomicon. Yeah, the other ones look like actual books. Know. Necronomicons, Necronomicani. This one looked like it looks like Ed Gein made it. Yes, it actually <laughs> does look like it's bound in human flesh. So Scott's like, I'll get their tape recorder. You get everything else. Let's just go upstairs and take all this shit with us, which is fine. I guess they're, I mean, sure. Why nobody, not? nobody has a smartphone or the internet, so they got to entertain themselves somehow. Yeah, there's not even a TV in this thing. And they can only fuck so many times before it's going to get weird with Cheryl. That's the alternate universe version of this. She actually murders them because she's jealous. There's no, oh, there's oh, no yeah. demons or anything. There you go. True story. Cheryl went nuts, killed everybody except her brother, was trying to kill him, and he killed her first. And he has retreated into a fantasy world where dark spirits conjured by an ancient book possessed her so that he can cope with the horror of having murdered his own sister later they end up playing the tape so they're all sitting around fucking around just talking and this is when scott says i'm gonna break your face to to his girlfriend i mean on the one hand it was one of those socially acceptable things to just joke around like that but on the other hand he's a little too believable when he says it it's not a joke he like i said he's definitely hit her at least once it's the best acting of Uh, that he gives in the entire movie put it that way i hope he's a nice guy in real life oh god (laughs) me too i i hope he is they play the tape and i i just called the professor it's professor nobi as we know him from evil dead 2 army of darkness i actually i don't think he's mentioned in army of darkness but in fistful of boomstick and shit you hear you hear his name a lot i believe he's also mentioned in um ash versus evil dead but i could be wrong about oh cool i still haven't watched i need to watch that holy shit i keep forgetting that that's a thing i definitely recommend it and it is canon now so and the tape is really creepy like right off the bat oh yeah for sure this is the book of the dead is what he calls it not the necronomicon the something something and it contains it's inked in blood and bound in human flesh just like when we were talking about hocus pocus that's what they almost said but they didn't actually say that didn't they say it was it was bound bound in flesh yeah bound in human flesh and then she goes and but then it then like she gets cut off (laughs) i'm like you motherfuckers that we're like, no, no, this is already too far for a PG movie. I know it was. I know it was Kenny Ortega making a fucking Evil Dead reference. Just let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> we already murdered a nine-year-old girl. Let's fucking let's go the full nine, guys. 
All right. All right. All right. So getting back to this podcast. What else is on the tape? It's just him saying like it's a bunch of like funerary incantations and like burial rites and stuff. I, I can't remember if he says like uh, that they believed that it was used to summon demons or that it says it's used to summon demons. Either way, but it's yeah. really cryptic and Basically. scary and weird. And Cheryl's like, hey, uh, shut the shit off. It's getting a little it's getting fucked up. And, you know, she's she's like, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. They shut it off and everything's cool for like a second. Then Scott's like, yeah, but fuck you. I want to hear it. And so he like <laughs> fast forwards a little and then turns it back on. And it's like right in the middle of an incantation. Uh, yep. And then Cheryl, basically, she she's losing her mind. She's like grabbing her hair and go, turn it off, turn it off. Ah. The ground is breaking outside and some glass breaks and the tree fucking falls through it. Or I guess the tree breaks the glass. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? I'm very excited. I like this movie a lot. <laughs> you're like a kid in a candy shop you don't know which to go to first and cheryl you know naturally she asked him to shut it off and he was a dick about it and then she's like i'm getting the fuck out of here what the fuck she I'm, I'm i'm just leave me alone for a minute and ash is like dude you knew not to play that what the hell's wrong with you and he's like you played it too i just wanted to hear it and i'm like in fairness yeah ash you could have told him to fuck off yeah this is this is definitely one of those where ash wanted to hear it too but he is a little pissed off at Scott because, again, you know, Scott is being a dick. <laughs> and also, uh, Sam Raimi. That shouldn't not, let Ash off the hook either. Yeah, no. And Sam Raimi's not exactly the best writer in the world. So let's, uh, you know, we just we he just needed to manufacture some conflict to get all these people kind of pissed at each other. So it'll be okay it, when Ash finally murders everybody. <laughs> in fairness, it's completely believable if you've ever hung out with dudes of that age. I used to be one. So, yeah, yeah, it's fair i used to be a lot more selfish than i am now and i'm a i'm kind of a dick still oh you're you're, <laughs> you're tons of dick let me tell you i don't know some joke about some family member of yours saying it was a pretty good size i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay well at least we're uh we're both batting about 10 today well here let, let's let's talk about a kind of sweet scene ash and linda they're hanging out later <laughs> linda then she's like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go check on cheryl real quick make sure she's doing all right ash is like all right cool so she gets <laughs> up <know>. and <laughs> It, that conversation opens in one of the weirdest ways possible. Does it? What, what do I not remember? Ash opens it by saying, hey, why don't we stay up for a little while? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, as opposed to like, like he was you were already up. It's not like you were getting ready for bed. And then you're like, you know what? I changed my mind. Let's stay up. No, he's just out of nowhere. They're already up. He's like, hey, let's stay up. Okay. I think the idea is that everybody else is going to bed. Well, that's true. We do uh, cut to the evil looking through the window in, in just a minute. And uh, and it looks like uh, Scott and Shelly are getting ready for bed. Yeah, they are. They're going to fuck. Probably. Yeah. So not a lot else to do once the once the demon summoning tapes have been turned off. Yeah. No. God. I can't fucking imagine. What do you, do you, they're just at the cabin. Do they just like exist out there? They're just like, hey man, what's up? Are we actually, would you like talk to each other or some shit? The closest I've been to going to a cabin with my friends would be going camping. And you know, you mostly just like when you're camping, you just sit around the campfire and talk. Sounds fucking stupid. And drink. And drink. You sit around the campfire and you talk and you drink. So this is going to sound fucking weird considering what we're doing literally right this second. I hate talking to people. <laughs> At least you're trying to get into doing it professionally. That's the important thing. I know, isn't it? Speaking of which, go to patreon.com slash Sharks Across Hollywood. So she checks on Linda. Like, uh, no, Linda checks on Cheryl. So she leaves Ash alone for a minute. His name is Ashley, yes. by the way. Ashley. People do call him Ash, but they also call him Ashley. She calls him Ashley a couple times with her little weird 
Midwestern accent. Uh, Cheryl calls him Ashley the most, though. Yes, like, I don't yeah. think she ever refers to him as Ash. I don't know. I could be wrong about that one, but I it's think definitely she, the most most pronounced with her she for does, me anyway. She does when she's mocking somebody later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's about it. He pulls out this, like, box, and it's obviously got, like, a fucking present. And he's she comes back, and he pretends to be asleep, and it's this cute little back and forth, ha, ha, ha. And really, like, unnervingly weird close-up shots of their eyes the close-up shots on <laughs> linda's eyes she looks like she's trying to steal the hope diamond while she's doing this like does she actually believe he's asleep because she seems to be trying to project that she actually believes he's asleep <laughs> yeah she does she's just like my boyfriend is so sweet and he's definitely asleep so i'm going to steal this box from him that scene's always been weird to me well it's also not at this point especially not what sam was good at <laughs> yeah that's true like he got he got better at character stuff like there's a lot of good character stuff in in later movies but he not yeah not not yet like you know i haven't seen the quick and the dead so i don't know anything about that but the character stuff in dark man wasn't that good i don't think was it <laughs> no um it's all he, he's very clearly a guy who was very enthusiastic about special effects and uh you know, he he was excited about the horror aspect and about sort of high concept stuff like slapstick. His next movie would be Crime Wave, which was very oh, slapsticky. Yeah. And then, you know, he'd do Dark Man, which is a superhero, you know. So he, he he likes that that high concept stuff, the the subtlety stuff he didn't really get good at until later. I think it was probably in the late nineties he did a simple plan. And oh, that was yep. the first yeah, that time was the one. people were like, oh, this guy can actually direct a good movie. So of course th this is the necklace that you see in I think all three of the movies and in the remake, I believe, the the like magnifying glass mirror looking necklace thing. Yeah. Which is kind of an odd choice. Like was that a thing that people would just get their girlfriends a little mag a little silver magnifying glass to hang around their neck because she seems very excited about it my guess is is that it was cheap and she loved it because it was from her <laughs> boyfriend who she loved that's true it probably was something that they found at like a gas station or something on the way to the set and then it just became a staple of the series <laughs> And of course, after that cute little scene, we see the force, the force, the evil, just kind of watching everybody from outside. Cheryl's busy, fifth wheeling, and she hears the voice again. And then she goes outside, which is not the best idea in this situation. I know she doesn't know she's in a horror movie, but she's hearing voices. She should probably chill the fuck out. I gotta say, this is the one thing that I really just don't buy upon rewatch. Oh, is you mean, Cheryl you mean going her fucking wandering all. off by herself after being yeah. all freaked out the whole time? Yeah, that doesn't make much I'm sense. I'm sorry. As freaked out as Cheryl has been, I don't buy her just going outside like that. I know teenagers do stupid shit in horror movies, but this is, I buy all of the other things that go on in this movie as working with these characters this one i just don't like is she is she like half possessed already <laughs> like i don't know i can't can't really put my finger on this character shift yeah i would need more of an indication of that in order to fully accept it i just feel like this is one of those moments where they just had a weak moment in the script and they didn't know how to get her outside so just do it fair enough i'll, I'll you know I, I can get past it it's all right but it is something that i'm gonna think about all the time <laughs> It doesn't wreck the movie for me, but I definitely didn't buy it. And it leads to one of the most infamous scenes in the entire movie, in the entire franchise. Yeah, yeah, definitely an upsetting scene. Tree rape. 
that that that's it. I <laughs> I watched it with Rachel and she'd never seen it before. And I'm like, I'm just kind of watching it. And you don't know. I don't realize how fucked up and weird and scary some of these movies can be until I watch them with her. And I look over yeah. and I'm like, and, I'm, and like, not even that she reacts to it. It's just me going like, like I'm watching it very carefully going like, please don't be mad at me if something fucked up happens. And then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, holy shit, this is going to this is gonna fucking traumatize her and she's gonna scream at me but she never actually never actually does i just assume she's gonna be really mad at me she accepts the fact that i like fucked up movies and i told her this was coming and she's like oh good (laughs) (laughs) it's genuinely upsetting uh Uh, yeah it i don't enjoy this particular sequence it's very well done you know i mean it's it's corny in a lot of ways you know because it's it's tree branches reaching out and grabbing her you know but I think that they did as good a job with it as as, as they possible. could. Yeah. Well, in have you seen? You saw the remake one, right? Oh. Yes, but it's been a while, so I don't okay. really remember it. The cheese is gone. Like this is kind of. I fucked do remember up. that about just the whole movie in general. <laughs> well, yeah, that movie is genuinely scary and dark as fuck. But no, that scene in particular, like, is fucking scary. Like. The th- oh well, man, you need to watch it again and just woof thinking about yeah. it. I'm like yikes. So she's getting she's getting uh manhandled by the tree. She's getting she's getting wood. If you <laughs> okay, I don't uh, think we need to. <laughs> we're not no. So but she's she's like tied up by the vines and she she manages to break free of them and she gets away before the force itself actually reaches her. She gets back to the cabin and the door's locked. Of course, she's like freaking out trying to find the key and just at the last second, Ash opens the door and pulls her in. And it's again just before the force like hits her. Yeah, the force is like coming at her this whole time, following just you know a, a little way at just far enough behind to allow her to get to the door and have that panic moment as she tries to get it unlocked. Yeah, they they really singled her out, and I think it's because she's probably the most vulnerable at this point. Like, she doesn't have a support system. She doesn't have anybody there with her. She's, like, kind of depressed, I think. Maybe their idea was, like, in the remake, that maybe she's on drugs and they're trying to get her out there to kick the drugs or something. We don't really explore that aspect no, of it. She, like I said, she's she's there because it was a last-minute invite because they felt sorry for her. That's 100% what it is. Yeah, for sure. If it were if it if they were trying to help her kick heroin or something like that, I have to believe Scotty would be at least a little less shitty. Yeah, maybe, maybe just a tiny bit. She's freaking out now. She's like, the trees are alive. They fucking they're doing weird shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I want to get the hell out of here. Let's get out of here. I want to leave. And then Scott's like, chill the fuck out. We're not leaving tonight. Go be a be a fucking bitch somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody's take. Well, the girls are like obviously feel bad for scotty does not give shit one (laughs) and ash is like trying to make sense of some very nonsensical things that are coming out of her mouth because i mean honestly we kind of all would if somebody came to us and was like the trees are attacking me i'd be like okay uh what did you take sure how much of it yeah i need your insurance information i'm going to have to call a doctor ash of course you know being the good guy that he is he agrees he's like okay cool you can stay somewhere in town tonight we'll figure it out they get in the car him him and cheryl get in the car and the car won't start and she's looking at him like dude see i told you it's not gonna start they're not gonna let us leave and then the car starts and he just gives her this fucking death glare (laughs) damn (laughs) 
he's he's reached his breaking point almost he's he's like right at it but, he's just about to run out of patience with her yeah uh, until like they drive off and then he stops and he's like well what the hell's that and then he gets out of the car ob- like like eight miles from the fucking bridge because they walk forever before they actually hit the bridge <laughs> it, it is really fucking far like you can see to the end of the headlights you know oh yeah yeah uh, when it cuts to like cheryl coming it's like god how fucking why did you park so far away weirdo they do a really cool shot there though where they parked the car on a hill like on the side of a hill but they leveled the camera with the car so when ash and cheryl get out of the car it looks like they're standing sideways which is a really cool disorienting effect that's one thing that rachel asked me she's like is he doing that on purpose like why is the camera cutting like that i'm like well it was an indie film it was one of their first times doing it but also i think he was trying to create an atmosphere just to make you uncomfortable yeah i absolutely believe that was 100 intentional the camera work and stuff in this movie i don't doubt sam raimi's intentions at all uh, i don't no. think i don't think he was sleepwalking his way through that stuff this wasn't amateur hour for him like he had been making movies for you know, like like on his own making Super 8 movies and stuff like that for probably like 15 years at this point or something, yeah, at least 10 years. He's such a huge fucking nerd. Like, you know that every, yeah, every every second of this, he's like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Bruce, I'm going to I'm gonna bring you over here. I'm going to do something fucked up to you because that's kind of your, that's your job and, and that's in our relationship. That's your thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't doubt that he didn't, put as much focus into the script as he would have put into the camera angles and stuff like that. Like there was the focus of the script was let's get all this cool shit on camera. You know, like we need, we need to justify getting us through these cool shots that I have in mind because, you know, again, like I said, this was a drive-in horror movie. They were basically just trying to make it as extreme as possible so that it would stand out from the crowd. Yeah, this is one of the goriest movies ever at this point, huh? Look at some of the shit that was going on pre-1981. Like, nobody was doing this shit. Nobody was doing stuff that was this extreme. Well, yeah, This just... is far and away the most extreme thing that had happened up to this point. Is it the best? No, not necessarily saying that, but it is, it's extreme. I mean, the movie got an X rating. <laughs> they literally rated it X. It was banned in umpteen possibly dozens of countries it was like that's real great britain banned this movie but us liberal ass americans we just (laughs) (laughs) we're nuts we Uh, let this shit fly and it's so tame by today's standards that's the crazy part it's almost comical but it's still i let i let myself get kind of lost in movies that's that's oh yeah how i because i'm not the type of guy who's like that's not real i know how they did that like i do i i know it's not real and i know that's i know how they do a lot of the stuff like here you know exactly that, that that's that's grits or oatmeal or something at the end of the movie that's popping out of Scott's shirt. Like I get that's it. The, <laughs> that's the one part where I'm like, Jesus, is that really the choice that needed to be made? Like we couldn't have we couldn't have put some red in there at least. Like it what was the fuck, weird. guys? They were trying to avoid the X rating. The blood could not be red. <laughs> I don't had, know if they were. It had the blood. No, they. I I have heard that they that they made the blood like black instead of red to avoid that X rating. Obviously it didn't work really yeah it it definitely didn't succeed (laughs) but hey uh the bridge is all mangled and fucked up so they can't go there they can't go back oh oh that's right they were they were getting out of the car okay (laughs) yeah 
Yep. They have to go back to the cabin. And it's a really cool shot, too. You don't get it as good as you do in Evil Dead 2, but they did the best they could where the trusses of the bridge are like curled back and look like a claw reaching up out of the void of the cliff. Yeah, it really does look like that. I kind of, yeah, I forgot to look at that, but yes, they, and they've, they even said that on the commentary that it, that's what it's supposed to look like. It's really good. It's a really good effect. I mean, granted, if you're looking at it with a jaundiced eye, you can definitely <laughs> see where, you know, the, they came in with the cutting torch and cut those girders and, and bent them back, you know, but, you know, so it's not like it looks like it was naturally ripped or just broke on its own or something. But, you know, for this kind of a movie that, again, that, does need to be stated it's always for this kind of a movie it's just a a really good effect and it it works with the atmosphere that's being built that's the thing i feel like people who don't like this movie aren't letting themselves like you said get sucked in by it like they're resisting that they're sitting back and saying all right earn my attention (laughs) yeah they're not yeah they're not just like i just want to have fun and watch a fucking movie and i'm not saying that movies don't have to put forth any effort or anything but this movie puts forth a lot of effort to meet you halfway you're not watching a fellini or a bergman movie yeah (laughs) you're not that's absolutely right. You're not watching a Fellini or a Bergman movie. You're watching a Sam Raimi movie. This guy fucking put Venom in a Spider-Man movie and it sucked. Granted, <laughs> granted that wasn't his idea, but you know, still. This guy, this guy fucking took us to Oz. Also sucked. Holy shit. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Don't stop. That's the me. only Sam Raimi movie that I just had no interest in seeing i saw it in the theater i think in 3d too because i was like oh this 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 has to be awesome right sam raimi doing wizard of oz because wizard of oz can be kind of creepy i've seen return to oz i know this is gonna this and i'm like oh okay i love return to oz but i hate the wizard of oz (laughs) yeah exactly like i really do i'm like so we're uh we're doing we're doing this one huh we're doing the like okay we're doing the cartoon version of Wizard of Oz, right on. I mean, that's fine. You know, I I'm sure Sam Lamey, Sam Lamey. Yeah, that's not very he was nice, pretty. He was pretty lame back then. <laughs> I'm sure Sam Raimi loves the original Wizard of Oz, which, like I said, I do not like at all. But you know that that just isn't something for me. Well, what it and reminds it. me, what it reminds me of is Sam Raimi trying to be uh, Tim Burton. Which he's just not. He's just not Tim Burton. Yeah. Those two are so fucking yeah, different. Not. Operating in in the same kind of genre, but just two different fucking eyes, two different filmmakers, like completely. I can't speak authoritatively on it at all, so I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're not missing anything. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the cabin. Let's get back to the hat cabin because the real creepy shit is about to start. It was creepy up until now, but it's getting it's gonna start getting fucked up. I mean, it's it's already pretty <laughs> fucked up too but it's gonna start affecting everyone here pretty quickly <laughs> yeah so we're listening to the recording again and and ash is like listening to it and he's like guys 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 come here fucking listen to this uh then it's Noby talking about how he wants to escape but he can't because they're not letting him leave and he do- he he doesn't want to run away because his wife is also possessed and the only way that we can do anything the only way that you can kill the undead is by fucking bodily dismemberment and shit. Yeah, this is another one of those things that wouldn't work for like a supercut because this part is redone in the post splice portion of Evil Dead 2. Damn it. So see? you'd have Professor Nobi talking about his dead wife twice. Uh we're going to you know what? I need to watch 
all three of these movies just back to back to back to see what the fuck. They're also hanging out there. Linda and Shelly are doing a card thing. Linda's pretending to be psychic. She thinks she's psychic, but it's only because Shelly's fucking encouraging her like... (laughs) <laughs> like Bill Murray, she really needs to stop that shit. Maybe she just wants to fuck Linda. I don't know. This is a pretty good scene um, because first off, it's a very believable thing that these two women would do in that situation. You know, it's just like just killing some time, having a goof, you know, and uh, <sighs> Linda actually kind of thinks she might be a little psychic and Shelly is just <laughs> being a dick and egging her on just to have, you know, just yep. to laugh at her expense. And that's fine. You know, it's all in good fun, whatever. I'm sure she's not going to, like, shit on her for it or anything later. Though Scott probably will. Well, he would. <laughs> but he can't. But, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but then Cheryl chimes in. Oh, and this, I'm like, this is fucking creepy. And this is this is and, probably, this is one of the coolest things in the whole, in the whole thing. And she just. Yeah, the tone oh, yeah. shifts sharply. Yeah, like, hey, we're having fun. And then she just starts, she just slowly starts like, that's this card, this card. And then with every card, her voice starts to get like more frantic and scarier and weirder until she turns around and just she's screaming at everybody with this. And she has this crazy demon face like, oh boy. Yeah, she's possessed now. She floats and she starts talking all crazy. She's like, you will, you're, I keep on wanting to say you will never obtain the Necronomicon because that's what <laughs> she's doing. <laughs> Because we different movie, different movie. Uh, yeah, she's like, you guys are all gonna die, just like the others. And now, once we get to you, you're all gonna fucking die. It's gonna be. It's and, and she's like, it's gonna be fun for us because the deadites are not referred to as deadites again until fucking Army of Darkness, but they're deadites to us because we're in the no, 21st no, century. they're referred to as deadites in Evil Dead Two at they? the very end. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. The uh, the medieval people call them deadites. So the beginning of Army of Darkness, then. Yes. <laughs> I was half right. But still, it took place during the runtime of Evil Dead 2. So she falls to the ground, and it seems like she's unconscious. And, of course, Ash is the first one to fucking go, like, I'm going to go check on her. I'm going to go really slow. She hasn't learned his lesson yet. No, because none of it's happened yet. But he will. He he gets put through the ringer here in a few minutes. It's kind of funny. Cheryl finds a pencil on the ground. She grabs, well, I guess it's the pencil she was drawing with, but there's a pencil on the ground. She grabs it, stabs Linda in the fucking ankle, and just, like, twists Ooh. this goddamn thing. And it is disgusting. Really effective, by the way. That is such a good-looking effect in that it is such an unsettling effect. Like, it really looked... They, they did a good <laughs> job on that fake ankle. Like... I'm pretty sure it was like made out of rubber or something like that. Yeah, but it looks. <laughs> Man, yeah, she fucking digs that pencil into it, and I'm just like, gah! Oh <laughs> goddamn, no, no. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Ash tries to like stop her, but then she just like throws him into a fucking bookshelf or something, and he he like falls down. He st- he stands up, and then it falls on top of him and knocks him out again. Well, it doesn't knock him out, but it well, kind of incapacitates him where he's like trapped under it. He's struggling to get out a little That's bit. That's the first time that happens. It happens again later. Oh, uh, I, I yeah. seem to have forgotten about that. Scott tries to stop her from going after Ash, but he gets knocked out for a second, but he gets her into the cellar. I guess he doesn't get knocked out, but he gets knocked down, but he's the one who eventually kicks her into the cellar and he manages to lock it. It's a pretty intense scene, but everything calms down for like a second. Ash goes and checks on Linda. She seems okay right now. She's sleeping. Uh, Shelly, Scott, and Ash are in the living room or whatever room the cellar's in and cheryl is like full demon mode she's under this under the cellar door and you just see her eyes peeking out and it's super creepy oh yeah linda starts 
or no, excuse me, not Linda. Shelly starts screaming about her eyes. Yeah. And she's absolutely right. Those contact lenses that they got, they're the full eye contact lenses and they look so messed up. Like they're, they're just a little bit bloody and then, you know, like just solid white, but with like all this bloodshot veininess on it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The makeup is creepy. And along with the voice that she uses when she talks, it's just fucking, it's a lot. And it's scary. behind the scenes <laughs> note for uh, anybody who wasn't already aware. If you're an Evil Dead super fan, you'll know this, obviously. But uh, for anybody who doesn't, according to uh, Bruce Campbell and interviews with other members of the cast, those those contact lenses were agony to use. Oh, that like, there's no way they could have been comfortable at all. They were extremely painful and really, really like they could only. They could only do them for like 10 minutes at a time or something. A lot of taking them out, putting them back in, taking them out, putting them back in. And and they were just made out. They were like made out of like actual porcelain or something like that. Yeah, they weren't like, they like were, our soft contact lenses. It's a little no. less painful today. And and now you can just CGI that shit. They were rock hard and extremely thick. And they covered your whole goddamn eye. Oh, yeah. It sounds very unpleasant. Uh, yeah. These people suffered for their art. They really did. So the force again is creeping around up to the cabin and Shelly looks outside and goes I think there's something out there and it's watching them through the windows and she goes she goes to a window right in in some other room and and the window like smashes and and it gets her I guess we don't really see what exactly happens to her yeah we just see the window smash in and her jump back and scream and uh, then we cut out to the guys in the living room it's just the two fellas out there because Linda Linda is in bed because she's got the stabbed ankle and so here comes Scott because, you know, it's his girlfriend's scream. So he's in, he's the one who's got to deal with it. Yeah, it's your girlfriend. You take care of her. He goes to check on her and he sees the broken window. There's a noise in the closet. It's nothing. But there's a bathroom and it's also nothing until it's something. Shelly fucking <laughs> pops up behind him, grabs him and like scratches his face and shit. Speaking of which, that bathtub looked nasty as hell. <laughs> I wasn't even looking. I was just kind of, I was taking notes and I forgot to like actually pay attention to the movie. And then, yeah, Shelly just grabs him from behind out of nowhere. He turns around. Boom. There she is. And eventually she ends up, her head ends up in the fire, like in the fireplace. Yeah. He like fights her back out through the rooms into the living room and yeah, ends up like shoving her and she trips or something and falls with her head in the fire. And strangely enough, does not seem to be enjoying it. Again, the deadites are tricky little bastards and she's pretending because he pulls Scott pulls her out because he's like, "Oh, my girlfriend's fucking on fire. I got to pull her out." And then she's like, "Thank you for saving me. You're so fucking sexy and all that." Uh, she doesn't actually say that, but you know, she's like so She says she says something about him having beautiful skin oh, yeah. and then she's like, "Give it to give me." Give it to me. <laughs> uh, she tries to shove him into the fire then while yes. Ash then she also flings ash into another shelf. That's that's the se- his second trip oh, into a shelf. Okay, all right. That's that's why Ash is out of commission for this sequence. Yeah. All right. Uh, then she's also trying to stab Scott with the dagger that they brought up from downstairs. It's this creepy little thing. It kind of looks like if the White Rangers uh, Saba dagger was like possessed by a demon. <laughs> okay. It will come to be known as the Kandarian dagger in oh, Evil yeah. Dead Two, but we don't really have a name for it in this one. But no. suffice to say, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking gnarly looking. So as Shelley is trying to stab Scott with the dagger, he pulls like this knife that he's had on his back like the whole time that we 
are just now noticing. Like, like he's a fucking assassin or something. <laughs> I think he's just a Michigan redneck. Yeah, but this is like strapped to his belt horizontally in the back like it's supposed to go under his jacket and not be noticeable. Well, he needs to be able to pull it out so he can stab his girlfriend if she gives him any shit. That's true. Yeah. It's a good thing he had it for that exact purpose, actually. So what he does do with the knife, he fucking tries to cut her goddamn hand off when she's trying to stab him. And it's a pretty <laughs> gross effect. because that That's not the worst part, though. Like, it doesn't quite work. She ends up letting him go, and then she proceeds to chew her fucking hand off. Yeah, I had forgotten that both of those first Evil Dead movies have a hand removed via violent means. In Evil Dead 2, it was funny. In this, it was fucked up and weird. Yeah, it's... It's pretty hardcore. Scott grabs the hand and the dagger, because the hand is still attached to the dagger, off the floor, and he stabs her in the back, and she squeals and smoke flies and smoke. I said she squeals and smokes for like an hour because she screams, and it just seems to never stop. It is a pretty intense scream. And then, like, white stuff starts, like, shooting out of her, out of her stub and her mouth and shit. That, for some reason, is the grossest part to me. <laughs> I don't know why, but there's something about, like, milky substances <laughs> coming from inside the body i had the same kind of revulsion at alien when bishop oh yeah the android gets chopped in half <laughs> or aliens yeah. rather excuse me that was an aliens an alien it was uh uh oh fuck i can't remember his name now whatever the robot's name bilbo was, from fucking lord of the rings was that him oh i didn't realize that yeah the guy who played old bilbo dildo saggins Jesus Christ, Andrew. <laughs> what? You're supposed to yes and me. How do I yes and that? I don't How? Know. How would you have yes anded it? Uh, Please uh, give me some pointers. I will take them. I don't know enough about Lord of the Rings to make sexual references <laughs> with any of their other names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dildo Saggins is a showstopper. <laughs> it's in Lord of the Cock Rings. We got to do that one of these days. Planet of the Gapes. I don't know what the Planet of the Apes one is called. But, <laughs> but it's, it starts. That's some extreme shit, that one. They went, they went from playful to hardcore. It stars the same lady. I just can't remember what it's actually called. <laughs> then there's Spider Babe, of course. The one I want to see is Bat Pussy. Yeah, I know you do. You keep talking about that one. These ones... I, I, I've actually I'm seen. so mad that I missed out <laughs> on that one before it went out of print. I almost picked it up. I was like toying with the idea and then I was like, nah, I can't. And then I finally I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to regret it if I don't. I'll just go ahead and get it. And it was already sold out. And that's why guys like us give him to FOMO because we've lived it. So I guess she's unconscious for now, but she's not. Scott tries to walk away and she grabs him. She gets up and Ash has an axe, but he can't quite bring himself to do anything with it. He's just kind of standing there. Scott's like, kill her, kill her, dude. Like, he's just really, really fucking casual about it. He's like, hey, Ash, you know, you, you could just, you know, just here, I'll, I'll show you. Just chop, just chop her up, chop her up. It's cool. And because Scott, like, takes the axe out of his hands and just fucking chops her up. No second thoughts at all. Yeah, I believe that coming from Scott. <laughs> and then, then this is kind of, this is one of the, stupidest parts i think you see it cuts down to her body parts and they're all just wiggling around and shit it's kind of funny <laughs> that's definitely a little silly scott's like hey we have to bury her and ash is not having it. i think he's he's like slowly losing his mind a little bit he's like we can't bury her she's a friend of ours man we can't bury her well he probably shouldn't have chopped her up then ash might be a little might be a little did. too late 
to be getting squirrely on this one, Ash. They do. They bury her. It's very sad. The cross, the lightning. It's 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 an Evil Dead staple. The force yeah. is at it again. I wrote down. I don't even know what it's doing. Just chasing them or just kind of hanging out. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, I don't remember what the force does after that. But so just take us to the next step. Yeah, I do know that Scott and Ash are like staring out the window, and Scott's like, "I'm gonna get out of here, man." And he's a dick again. He doesn't give two shits about Linda. He's like, "Dude, Linda can't." Ash is like, "Linda can't walk in her condition, man. We gotta wait, wait till tomorrow." and then we'll figure it all out together. He's like, he literally says, she's your girlfriend, you take care of her. Yeah, he, no, he actually says, I don't care what happens to her. And he doesn't care Scott about Scott is Ash an asshole. Yeah. Like, Scott is a dyed-in-the-wool asshole at this point. So he takes off, and Ash is just kind of left alone with Cheryl and Linda for a while. He goes to Linda, and she's still sleeping, but he checks on her ankle this time, and it gets all weird. Like, it's this really weird stop-motion effect where they had to, like, draw little bits on her leg at a time. and The infection spreading. Yeah. And she- then she'd snap awake it doesn't go like shelly like shelly's all demonic and and like fucked up looking linda is like a little porcelain doll like a demonic doll and it's probably the scariest fucking thing ever (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty disturbing to look at yeah i got the impression that what he was doing is that the demons are getting off on fucking with these people yeah yeah it's isn't it said like at some point somewhere that that the deadites like to like just mess with people yeah like they like to torment people but uh ash let's just call him ash uh he's like you know you bastards why are you torturing me like this one of them just said should have said because you were home but they didn't (laughs) yeah that actually would have been really appropriate here after linda is super creepy for like a minute scott pops up and ash opens the front door he's like dude it won't it won't let us leave, man. The, the, the trees, they won't let us leave. And then Deadite Cheryl's like, ha ha, pussy. Yeah, if he'd <laughs> listened to Cheryl in the first place, he would have known that because she was saying that over and over <laughs> and over again right after she got violated by the woods. Uh, Yeah, so now Scott, now Scott's a believer. But now both of the Deadites are just laughing their asses off. They are cackling and it's fucking annoying is what it is. Um, So <laughs> Ash... Yeah, Cher- <laughs> Cheryl hits this point where I'm like, it goes from being scary to where I'm like, okay, can we please stop this now? This for, is really getting under my skin. For like a second, can we just not? But then Ash kind of quells the situation by walking over to Linda and slapping the shit out of her. No, it doesn't quell the situation. It doesn't That's at all. just it. She keeps going on full force. It doesn't even slow her down. She doesn't take a breath to recover. <laughs> she just keeps cackling. And Scott's like, kill her, kill her. I'm like, of course you would. And, you know. Cheryl then goes, yeah, kill her if you can, lover boy. But he can't. He has the gun pointed at her and shit. She turns. He can't bring himself to pull that trigger. Oh, but I get it. Then Linda turns into herself for a minute. She like, Ash, it's me. I'm I'm scared. And then Cheryl starts talking normal too. She's like, I'm cool. Everything's fine. Let me out of the cellar. But see, I think I think in that circumstance, or rather in that particular situation, Linda really had come back, but. Cheryl had not. Cheryl was just trying to get out of that basement. But Linda, I th- I think they let they legitimately let her back just to fuck with Ash because he would see that it was her and that she was, you know, in torment. Oh, dude, I had that same thought. I'm like, are they like actually letting her letting her soul kind of back through a little bit? To yeah, because she's like, please don't let him take me again. Please don't let him take me again, Ash. That makes that even fucking scarier, honestly. Yeah, yeah, but. uh but, Cheryl's just trying to get out of the basement. Yeah, but it's short. She's like she, she she's acting like uh, uh, fucking Wilford Brimley in the thing. She's like, it's OK. You can let me out now. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm fine now. I'm not going to go crazy and hurt anyone. Good comparison. Good callback to a couple years ago when we did the thing. I think that was last year, wasn't was it? Was that last year? I fucking Oh, no, no. It was 2020. Either way. That's right. Because we did, we did a bunch of like could be pandemic related shit in 2020. <laughs> we didn't even remember. mean to do that. <laughs> nope. Just happened. So this is short lived though, because now Linda's back being all, being all creepy doll and she's singing the song. Then Ash just drags her outside and just shuts the door. Because <laughs> he like, can't do shit. Like, he can't yeah. bring himself to shoot her or, chop, God forbid, chop her up with the axe. So he's just like, fuck it. Get out of this house. I can't handle it anymore. Uh, he tries to give Scott a drink, but Scott's, like, totally fucking dead. He's he's pouring water down a corpse's throat. You, you put it so much more uh, sadly than I did. <laughs> and then Linda fucking makes her way back inside of course because she wasn't dead or anything she stabs him in the arm with the dagger they have a little they have a little tussle they don't even show how she got back inside no, not she really just is inside yeah. all of a sudden they knock scott onto the floor uh she grabs the dagger really weird do you notice how she does that she like puts her hand oh, yeah. on the actual blade but then like it's all backwards and weird i don't know and that was a conscious choice because they cut in the midst of that and in the cut after the cut She's holding it that same way where what she does is she's holding it by the handle with the blade pointed at Ash, you know, kind of like I'm going to stab you style. But then she reaches her hand across her face, reaches under the dagger with the other hand and grabs the blade. It's such an awkward way to grab it. it. It is so weird. So clearly deliberate. That has bugged me since the first time I watched this. And then in the next shot, she's still holding it that way. It's very strange. And then Cheryl grabs Ash, too, and, like, fucking... So so he's just getting double teamed by two hotties here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Not exactly at their hottest right now. (laughs) No. Uh, Ash uh, manages, though, he kind of gets the upper hand a little bit. He manages to stab Linda in the back with the dagger. So she's like incapacitated for like a minute. Then he drags her to the shed. Well, no, what he what he does is like he stabs the dagger into her a little bit and then he pushes her back and she falls on it and it just bursts out of her stomach. Kind of hot. I like it. He into that Futanari stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I have a huge boner right now. Yeah, that women growing giant penises yeah you know what i often think about abc's of death (laughs) ew (laughs) i was trying to convey to somebody that that was the only part of the movie that i actually liked because it was so fucking weird the uh z for uh whatever it was yes whatever the, the ja- word was the japanese, the japanese one yeah. with the doctor strange love references and the yes. samurai sword dick <laughs> yeah and they're coming rice that's right <laughs> oh my god and like that's just something you have to see to believe i couldn't i can't even describe it it's so fucking weird yeah that that one's an experience <laughs> i can go i mean i mean all anything. of them are really it's just well, they're not all the most pleasant experience <laughs> that one that one's a real head scratcher though he does take her into the shed right we get that cool that cool sam raimi cutting with the 
it does it's not as cool as it will become in later movies with the quick cuts and the loud bangs every time he like attaches something to something like the the steel chains you know he's about to fucking cut her up with the chainsaw but he can't do it because he's a bitch he really loves her man he really loves her yeah that was a fart noise everybody that was a little loud i apologize but you know Yeah, yeah. Is that just your natural reaction to someone mentioning love in a sincere manner? So you got a little bit of Scott in you, is what you're saying. (laughs) Maybe a little. So he he can't do it, so he just carries her outside to bury her instead. It doesn't go well for him. No, Cheryl also like she's banging on the cellar really hard. She uh she's probably gonna break out of it. Let's just uh you know. Yeah, uh, they show that the bolts she's pulling against every time she slams that cellar lid up to its extreme limit they're starting to get a little loose probably a lot like cheryl nah she doesn't seem that way no if anything cheryl seems like she's getting wound tighter with every second uh linda's eyes like pop open too right when he's about to right when he's about to throw her in the hole i guess but then but she doesn't do anything she just pops her eyes open he puts her in the hole and covers her up he sees the necklace laying there and goes to pick it up but then jump scare her hand pops out of the ground and she grabs him and tears up his leg a little bit just like carrie so he also beats her with one of those wooden beams not one of those that fell off the bridge but there just happens to be like a wooden beam thing just laying on the ground so he picks it up and beats the shit out of her with it (laughs) (laughs) which High definition kind of reveals the <laughs> it's styrofoam. The trick on this one, yeah, it's it's very obviously styrofoam. I but, watched uh, it on an old DVD, so yeah, the DVD you can get in. God, back in the VHS days, it looked great. <laughs> it, it looked exactly like a piece of wood, but uh, high definition really showing the seams. Oh uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, then you know, none of that shit works. So he cuts off her head with a shovel because she like jumps at him and then he like swings the shovel. Their head flies off and her body lands on top of him and like squirts blood all over her face out of her fucking neck hole. It's the exact same shot that they would do later in Evil Dead 2 where she's diving at him and he (laughs) grabs the shovel, swings it up, lops the head off and then the body just lands on him. For some reason, when when he ends up going back into the cabin, the fucking door is super hard to open. But I imagine it's only uh so it's going to be hard to close later. Yeah, that is the impression that I get. But once he gets inside, he sees that Cheryl is loose. The fucking, the cellar door is open and she's definitely not in there anymore. Let's, uh, he knows what kind of movie he's in right now. He may be a little slow on the uptake, but he's figured it out at this point. Uh, He's walking around in the cabin and Cheryl pops up like outside of a window. He runs away trying to get away from her and tries to, (laughs) tries to close the door before she can get in. And she like, just gets to the door and he has to smash her hand with the butt of the gun to get her to fucking get her hand out of the door so we can close it that's actually a really good looking effect because of the it's it must be a rubber hand Yeah, yeah but the way they have it move it does look like it's kind of struggling to pull itself out after having been slammed with the butt of that gun. And it's full of blood, right? It, like, yeah. Like it, it explodes and blood splatters all over the place. It's kind of nice. So it's a good effect. Yeah. That, that was a really good effect. Um, he needs to go into the cellar to get more ammo. Oh, yeah, because he, he fired the last shell he had. Yes. And uh, the pipe. Or no, he only had the one shell. Yeah, I, I guess he did. It was just in the gun, I guess. But there was more ammo in the basement. Yes. He's like, shells, shells. I need shells. And then he goes down into the basement. The pipes are bleeding, and then it breaks and just fucking pours blood all over him, poor guy. And then everything in the house bleeds. The lights bleed, the the, the electrical well, sockets. Well, no, it's, it's everything in the basement. Oh, is it just the basement? Yeah, the the light bulb starts filling up with blood. Really good effect on that one. This old Victrola starts playing. <laughs> this film a really, projector. Yeah. 
unsettling sort of 1920s song. Yeah, the pro- the projector starts going off and the projector starts bleeding. The walls, everything. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. And then you hear Linda's singing again. And then you hear all the all the dialogue that was spoken throughout the movie. He's just hearing all these voices of his, of his dead friends and shit. Uh, then the projector and... And the blood-filled light bulb, they both explode. If you have the high-def version, you can really, really see that the way they got that light bulb to work was they clearly drilled it out, drilled out the back of the light bulb and inserted a Christmas light into it because the bulb explodes, but the light stays lit. And it's, you know, it's just, it's a little Christmas light. It's a good effect. And it probably looked great before high definition. So he comes back upstairs and all the clocks are like spinning around and they're making all sorts of noise, chimes and shit. Wait, Uh, did you? Did you mention that he ended up finding the bullets? Oh, no, I did not. Or so the shotgun shells, he rather? Did fi- he did find the shells. You're right. You're right. I and then to write that part down. As, <laughs> as he's walking out, he steps into this blood puddle. Blood Again, puddle. Your band name. <laughs> he steps into this blood puddle, and all I could think was, well, those moccasins are ruined. No shit, right? Because oh, he's man. rocking these moccasins the whole movie. Yeah, no, no fucking boots. He's also wearing corduroy pants and shit. Yep. He is not the cool ash. No. This is this is college guy Ash. The force thing is happening again, and it's chasing him and slamming the doors and shutters and shit, and just like it's going wild now. But it's really just fucking with him. It doesn't want him yet. It's just it's driving him nuts, probably to make it easier to possess him or something. Maybe that's the idea. Like We're the, entering the climax for yes. sure. The more tortured a person is, the easier it is for them to slip it in. You know that could be. That could be. So he's kind of losing his shit right now. It's not as fun as when it happens in Evil Dead 2 when all the fucking, like, animal heads start talking to him and shit. Oh, yeah, no. No, not at all. Uh, he walks up to the mirror, and I'm like, just don't do it. Don't do it. You know you don't want to fu- You don't want to touch the mirror. Of course he touches the mirror, and it's just like a puddle. Nothing happens. Like, it ju- it's just kind of like liquid, and then he just backs up, and he fucking screams. He's He's lost it. He's like, it's a good effect. It is. It really is. And he sees the necklace again. It's been like, (laughs) it's been like 20 minutes, dude. Time to let her go is what my notes said. (laughs) (laughs) You jaded fuck. I forgot that I wrote that. That made me laugh. (laughs) Cheryl breaks through the door. The the breaks through the door that Ash has been leaning against for a minute, having some, I call it reflection time because of the mirror. Get it? But the cool effect when he shoots her in the face, though, because she like punched through the door and fucking grabbed him. But he gets away and she has her face like pushed up against one of the holes. And then he shoots her in the face. Yeah, that was a that's a grisly effect. It's beautiful. And then, of course, Scott pops up. He literally pops up like we haven't heard anything from him since he got knocked off the couch and he's just like up oh, hi I'm, I'm i'm scott and i'm here and i'm dead now now he's one of them and there's the book the necronomicon apparently that isn't that prevalent in this movie it just kind of it just kind of pops up once and then we don't see it again until right now well it was the catalyst for starting everything i mean technically the tape was but he was reading from the book of the yes. dead and it gets kind of thrown near the fire ash gouges scott's eyes out so yeah th- this is where it- it's just chaos from here on out so ash gouges scott's eyes out a bunch of gross blood and shit just fucking <laughs> just fucking rolls out of these eye holes yeah it's pretty gross and then he he pulls what is, what is inside of him like is it just a stick yeah, I think it was just a stick that he'd gotten stabbed with because remember he went out into yeah. the woods and got attacked by the woods. So obviously a branch had gotten lodged in his abdomen, uh, probably what killed him. And then, and then he and then Ash pulls it and it 
fucking uncorks. <laughs> Apparently, he is all liquid inside. Uh, then Cheryl gets through the door and kicks Ash's ass a little bit. Like, these things are strong, right? He's on the ground. He tries to crawl to the book so he can maybe throw it in the fire, but Scott and Cheryl are not having that. So you have Scott on the ground, like, pulling at him, and then Cheryl's taking this fucking fire poker and just hitting him in the back with it. Mercilessly, just... <laughs> beaten on him and scott is just scott is chewing on his calf like <laughs> yeah, it's like a chicken him. bone <laughs> trying to eat him like, oh my god or excuse me a chicken leg so he's using the necklace to kind of try to try to fish hook the fucking the book and at some point it works but it like doesn't really make sense how it worked but it just kind of does yeah they don't show it actually hooked because the fucking thing has no hook you know it's it's a little round magnifying glass on the end of a chain but whatever he manages to hook it on something the surface of the thing is very uneven so you know plausible deniability on that one yeah anything's possible suspended disbelief i guess (laughs) and he starts starts dragging it towards himself and and he gets it in his hand he throws it in the fire and then it takes a beat and then cheryl and scott just kind of stop moving nothing happens and then cheryl drops the fucking fire poker and then they disintegrate or like decompose i guess in in a really gross kind of cool stop motion effect they half decompose yeah half yeah you're right (laughs) and then it kind of pauses for a second (laughs) and then there's this which i had completely forgotten about this part there's this effect where these demon hands rip out of their abdomens and i was like whoa i do not remember that but it's like it's like the demons are using their bodies as portals to rip out from whatever dimension they're in and they're like clawing for purchase but then they they get sucked in as they start to fully decompose yeah that was that 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 was a cool effect too it was really awesome i really like that one yeah it's pretty gross and uh really fucking creepy but then it immediately turns comical as he gets like (laughs) splattered in the face again the fine yeah the final decomposition effect is kind of ridiculous like (laughs) it's this stop motion and the stop motion is not bad considering again the budget that they were working with oh and the the stop stop motion motion. on the book itself when it sticks its tongue out too but it it looks pretty cheesy by today's standards you know so but i love it that's part of the that's part of the thing yeah the thing where it jumps the shark for me is not the stop motion it's when everything kind of goes silent for a moment there and then fucking oatmeal just starts (laughs) just starts leaking out of scott's shirt and i'm like okay that one that one still doesn't work for me to this day i'm like all right yeah a little food coloring would have gone a long way for that one huh (laughs) anything it looks like there was like no effort put into that one and everything else is so high effort in this sequence like clearly a lot of work went into this after they like disintegrate and decompose and do all their thing and the oatmeal pops out of scott's sleeve we hear the voices again saying join us join us but then they slowly fade away and i'm guessing that there's that's just the deadites fucking with them again i mean it could be that they've lost a lot of power i think that's probably what it is is you know uh, and and again, based on what happens in the sequel, I think probably their ironclad hooks that they had that they had in this dimension were probably severed, but obviously not cut completely because of what happens next. So all of his friends are dead, and he's still alive. They call him. It's funny. Like the first time I watched this movie, I rented it from Hastings, and the back of the case said he's the sole survivor and i didn't really think about it until now no he's not you think he might be but he goes outside and the sun's out and shit and the music is all happy 
the sun is just peeking over the horizon. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just peeking over the horizon. It looks like he's going to be all right, right? But no, because the force is still out there. And the last shot of the movie is him getting fucked in the face by whatever that force is. It's a little more elaborate than that. The force in the woods, like crawl, like it, it, it floats up from the ground and then charges its way towards the cabin <laughs> oh yeah yeah through the back the door the cabin. Yep. blows open one door blows open another door blows the front door off its hinges and then shoots right at ash and he screams and it gets right in his face and then cut to black and then the, the credits to a bouncy happy song yeah uh again we're back in like the 1920s it's like a, a swing song or something like that All what right. are your final thoughts uh this movie is awesome. Don't listen to those fucking douchebags who have obviously who aren't who just this movie's not for you. Okay, if you're not if you're not into like half dumb, half scary shit, it's just not gonna work, man. Yeah, if you can't have a sense of humor about horror and allow yourself to be sucked in by what this movie's doing, then it's definitely not going to be for you. I do think it works better as almost a historical document at this point because even compared with when I first saw it. Things are so much more extreme nowadays that this does look kind of quaint by comparison. <laughs> but a little bit. if you're the type of person who can allow yourself to be immersed in a movie and you don't just look at everything, you know, like if you're not a perfect example would be the guy who goes to the magic show just to sit there and, and be like, yeah, I know how that was done. Yeah, I know how that was done. Yeah, I know how that was done. Well, yeah, if you're going to do that. You can pick this movie apart. There's plenty to pick apart, but it's an extremely iconic movie. It really changed the landscape of horror for its time. So it's important to the history of horror. And if you can allow yourself to suspend your disbelief and enjoy what you're watching, you know, just just go in for the ride. I feel like it's a lot of fun and it is genuinely scary. Yeah, it definitely has its it's scary moments it has its dumb moments but that's just that's just yes. the nature of the beast that's the nature of the early 80s early horror indie film thing that's just the way yes. it's gonna be everybody you look at friday the 13th that movie's dumb as fuck okay <laughs> <laughs> i would put this more on the level of uh like texas chainsaw massacre and the blair witch project you know what a very bare what, bones kind of thing and yeah you just get these people yeah. out into whatever situation they need to be in to die. It was produced on, on, on a very tight budget and they were working really, really well, honestly, for what they had to work with. And they just, you know, they went all in on it and took it as far as they could take it. And it changed the landscape of horror. So that's evil dead. That's, that's the third week of Halloween this year. We're going to do Halloween five next week. So that'll be fun for everybody. Oh, also, this is the Sam Raimi hat trick. This is the third movie directed by Sam Raimi that we did this year. So so that's a cool thing that we did. But uh, let's talk about some social media. You can follow us on everything at the Shark Pod. Of course, the usual. You can also give us some money. Uh, Patreon.com slash Sharks Across Hollywood. You get some exclusive bonus episodes. 2021 the 13th. 2022 a year in the asylum. Next year, we'll break into that fucking awesome Shaw Brothers box set. That'll be fun. You definitely should go to the patreon and subscribe i highly encourage it i don't have a whole lot of time to yell at you about showing my balls to you for a thousand dollars and all that stuff but that the offer's still on the table so just uh if you make like it your if, balls if you it, <laughs> my balls they are on the table right now right now i know mine are mine are nice and hairy just ready to fucking be hairy forever because shaving your balls is hard i got the half growth come in <laughs> i i shaved them a while ago but i'm lazy so i you know <laughs> nice and itchy right now you're you're 
doing all right. It, I mean, it's, you know, it's about the growth is about uh, half an inch long, something like that at this point, you know, so it's like we're past the itchy period. Oh, okay, good, but, good. <laughs> but I'm kind of like, uh, I'm too lazy to get like, it's going to be a pain in the ass if I use a razor on it. So, you know, it's like I'm putting it off for as long as I can. That's the perfect note to go out on. <laughs> my my testicular hair your half inch ball hair that's the name of my, my new band well <laughs> um, yeah all right yeah so we'll be back next week with halloween five the curse of michael no revenge of michael i fucking don't remember it's halloween five the fucking something something of michael myers something like that yeah but hey come back next week listen to us talk about that but until then stay jossum <laughs>